Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of the Hayley Morecambe podcast. I am so excited you're here for showing up for yourself, your self-love and self-care. Each week, I give you the permission and the space to claim the most happy, healthy, abundant life and give you access to the most sparkliest version of you. On this journey together, we'll learn and grow and thrive to be the best version of ourselves. We don't settle for anything less than incredible. I'm your host, Haley, a fitness and nutrition coach, writer, former radio host and journalist, advocate for self-love and self-care, and all-round wellness guru. I'm a mama to the most divine little girl and a fur parent to a cheeky little cavoodle. I am so pumped to take you into another magical episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey there. Welcome to another week. I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. Um, Just as I was pressing record, I just remembered to tell you that next week... There is an exciting episode coming up within the Thriving Pantry series. So it'll be episode two within that series. Um, And we are chatting to a local organics farmer. And I'm really, really um, excited to do this one. It is We're going to be chatting about the reason why you should be buying really good quality spray-free produce, uh, not only for the health of you, but also for the health and benefit of our community as well. So definitely definitely stick around for that one. Very excited for that one coming up in the podcast. But today I wanted to dive a little bit into your mindset. I love um, chatting to you about mindset, uh, particularly around food, because at the end of the day, um, it is all about the way we wire our minds, the way we make decisions, the way we honestly feel comfortable um, around food because there is so much overwhelm. There is so much knowledge out there. There's a lot of miscommunication out there as well when it comes to food. Um, And before, you know, you jump into, and, and if you've picked up what I'm putting down so far in this podcast where 
I think that this is the 12th episode in, uh, you'll know that I'm all about getting your mind right, but also creating a really realistic um, and honest approach to your food um, because I can help you to the cows come home with recipes and how you put together your food and things like that. But at the end of the day, before it even gets to your mouth, there is so many decisions up, up top in your head um, before like I said, before it reaches your mouth and before you digest or ingest something. So I forgot about this one that I'm teaching you today and it's called Play By Your Own Rules Baby. That's what I've labeled this, this podcast episode because it is just that. Another common thread that you would have uh, maybe feeling as well is that it is at the end of the day, I also can tell you advice, um, but it's it's so important for that advice to, to be molded into your life, to suit your lifestyle. There's no two people that are exactly the same. Um, I always found over the years, anytime you sign up to you know, like a 12-week challenge or a meal plan or, you know, anything like that. It, you're so bound to these these walls and these rules and, you know, there's not a lot of scope there. There's not a lot of, you know, adaptability in terms of how you live, what your taste buds are, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, so I think everything that you absorb around food, you have to be able to adapt to it. You have to be able to personalize it to suit you, to suit your family and to suit your daily routine. And this one is a biggie. I actually should have put this like as number one episode. That's how important I feel like this is. And the reason I actually forgot about it is it's so ingrained into my everyday. It's so ingrained into my life, into my lifestyle, the decisions I make around food, that that's the reason that I forgot to do it. It was like brushing your teeth. You don't even realize you're doing it. You're just, it's just rolls off your tongue. It rolls off, you know, into your life. So this is about creating your own set of guidelines, an internal compass where you don't necessarily think about it all the time. It just becomes natural. It's your own set of values, if you wish. It becomes part of your belief system and, like I said, part of you and part of your routine. It's like if someone asked you to go watch a horror movie with them, for example, and you actually despise that genre, you don't really have to think about it when you politely decline, do you? Because you you don't feel comfortable with it and you'll be like, thank you, but that's not my thing. It's the same this is kind of going down the same avenue. It's a value of yours and it becomes um, something that you just automatically answer, automatically go to. Um, and it's always a good base to come back to as well because let's be honest, we always will always um, go off the bandwagon a little bit. Always. You're never, ever going to stick to rules. You're never going to ever stick to your guidelines. There are going to be days where you're not going to do everything perfectly and that is okay. But this is about having a core beliefs, um, core values that you always come back to. And it's nice to know in your head that you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take it easy today. I'm going to go back to the, you know, these set of guidelines. Um, to get me back on track. So you're probably thinking, what the freaking hell is she talking about? Because I haven't really been clear here. And um, I'm going to keep, I don't like to say the word rules because as soon as you say rules, you automatically want to break them. We automatically want to break a rule as soon as someone gives us one. (laughs) It's just innately in us. So let's use the word guideline. So this is a food guideline. And like I said, at the start, you can write these down. Write them down on a bit of paper. Keep them beside your bed. Keep them in the kitchen. 
not necessarily on your fridge. I don't believe it's something um, quite public. It can be a very personal thing to you. I don't like to share. I mean, I share these because I put myself in a very vulnerable position all the time. I share a lot in my life, um, but that's a choice of mine. That's a choice that I've made um to help benefit your life. But if you feel like this is a very personal thing, then absolutely write them down. But after a while, you won't even need that piece of paper because it will become something so ingrained in you. Uh, So a little while ago, actually, I don't even know when this was. I'm looking back at an old Instagram post that I posted, I think when I first launched this business, actually. And I go into, back then I called it a food code and I called it a food code because it was something that I listened to in an episode, uh, in a podcast episode, um, someone I was listening to one day um, and she and he both described it as a food code. And that's where I got the idea from, like I said, with so much information, nothing is really ever new. You sometimes learn it from, you know, some someone along the line somewhere and then you evolve and adapt it to become your own Um, and I'm here to now share this with you because it's like I said it's been very prominent in my life and in my success um, and in the results within my body and the approach and relationship I now have with food because it hasn't always been this way trust me I have gone through years um and I've definitely mentioned this before. This is nothing new. Um, I have gone through the whole yo-yo dieting thing. I've gone through meal plans. I've gone through 12-week challenges. I have tried to do juice cleanses. I have binge eaten. I have tried to starve myself um, over the years, many years ago. This isn't a recent thing. Um, but I've been through it. I feel like I was clutched really, really tightly onto things, um, onto a certain diet or a certain you know, person's beliefs or nothing, my own, like I never felt like it really sat well with me. Um, And I was always placing all my goals and all this pressure onto someone else and never actually tuning in to myself of what I actually wanted. And this, this is what I'm sharing today is just that is it's getting very personal and, you know, adapting it to your life. So let's go back to um, the food guidelines that you will have. And at the end of this episode, or as you're listening to it in your ears, whatever you're up to, you can start creating yours, maybe thinking about it in your head. I am going to share mine with you today. Now, as you know, these are mine. You can adapt and pull things from mine. If it suits you, take the whole lot. Like I, it doesn't, it's neither here nor there. Take it or leave it. Or it might just give you some inspiration to create your own and go on a completely different journey to mine. I'm just giving this as an example to really show you the way I live every single day. And like I said, I don't really have these written down anymore. It's just something in my brain. Um, So just like obviously with any rules or guidelines, um, there are exceptions and obviously special circumstances where you really need to give yourself some leeway. Uh, But a majority of the time you will stick to this little Bible. Um, Actually, that's a good word. I should call it Bible. Yes. Maybe I'll change the. Maybe I'll change the. Um, as you can see, this is very raw, and I'm just kind of going along um, as it comes. Um, but I love the term Bible, and I've written this in the post from ages ago. So obviously, I had a breakthrough moment back then. So let's call it Bible. <laughs> let's let's start fresh on that one. So here's what part of my food Bible <laughs> looks like. We'll start off with number one: vegify every every meal. Um, I always put at least two to three vegetables in in every meal. And I've spoken about this before as well. That does include breakfast 
and like I said, there are circumstances where I won't. Uh, but a majority of the time, my certain my internal compass, as you wish, or the Bible, will always innately want to put vegetables in everything because I know the more vegetables I have in my body, the more my body is tuning, t- tuning, churning. Um, running like a well-oiled machine, let's say, um, the more nutrients that I have, the more nutrient-dense vegetables I have in my body. I know my body runs so smoothly. My gut issues are almost non-existent. Um, I have a really easy digestive system uh, when I'm eating more vegetables. And definitely, um, this is a really good segue to to remind you about the episode next week when we talk to a local farmer um, about really good quality um, nutrient-dense, spray-free, pesticide, herbicide-free um, vegetables, produce. So, yes, remember that one. Now, next one is green at every meal. It's very similar to the first one that I just said, um, but at least one green um, and plenty of prebiotic vegetables as well. So you can get you can um, have a lot of uh, what a mental blank uh, blank. <laughs> Fermented foods um, like your sauerkrauts um, or your um, prebiotic yogurts and your kombuchas and kefirs and things like that. Um, But if you stick to this rule, it is green at every meal, um, which is a big one. It's, It's so easy. I mean, you look at breakfast, for example, you're making a smoothie. The green thing in that is is spinach and you can't even really taste it. Or you might put a bit of zucchini in there. Um, you roll around to lunch and you put a bit of broccoli in your um, in your eggs or you have avocado. You know, you kind of get the gist on that one. Just anything green. Another guideline I stick to is unlimited water, herbal teas throughout the day. So obviously... Um, there is no cap on that. It's not like it's caffeine with the teas. I, I drink an organic tea. Tea has a little, um, it's good to get an organic one because they can be sprayed. Um, just a little side note on that one. But yeah, unlimited water, herbal teas throughout the day. It's a really good one if you're feeling hungry or your boredom eating is to have a tea and or drink a, um, another glass of water because it can help with your appetite. Uh, I finish eating. Oh, I love this one. This is something that I always innately do when I never really think about it. Like I said, it's like driving a car or putting my seatbelt on or brushing my teeth. Um, I finish eating by around eight o'clock every night. This is a big one. I don't snack late. I don't. It's like a non-negotiable. As soon as it rolls around to eight o'clock, I just know. Even if I'm hungry, I look at the time. I literally do this. I look at the time and I just go, oh, well, I'm not having anything to eat because it's after eight o'clock. I honestly, and I'm not just saying this, this is not some advice that I tell you to do something and I don't do myself. I honestly do this. Now, there are exceptions. If I'm socializing, if I'm at someone's house, if I'm having fun, if I'm at a party, those are your exceptions. I will not be a party pooper. I'll not be too hard on myself. Obviously, there are exceptions there. But a majority of the time, that is what I stick to. And that is... So my body has at least 12 hours of fasting. Um, So my body can allow it. So when I rest, um, it it does its thing. It rejuvenates, it regenerates. um, It does all its healing properties, you know, cell regeneration and things like that. When I'm sleeping, when it doesn't have to focus on digesting food. So um, if I finish eating at eight, then I'll I'll start eating again after eight the next day. Again, that's not, not always the way, but it is a good internal compass to have that good 12 hours. So I always wind up eating by eight just so I'm not going to bed on any food oils I only really cook with an organic olive oil and coconut oil nothing else and I went through this in the thriving pantry series with you um recently 
A big one is definitely have fun. This is a one thing I never, ever get bored with my food. Never. I'm always getting creative with every dish that I make. Um, I think it's important to go to effort, um, even if it's just for yourself or you're just cooking for you and your partner or just cooking for you and your kids. It's so important to have fun. Get creative with the way you plate it up. Uh, get creative with the way you yeah display it on your on your plate, or get creative with the spices you use or the ingredients you use. Like literally, just have fun. Like healthy food does not have to be boring. I get so passionate about that one because I any cuisine or any meal or anything um, that you crave or you feel like or is a favorite food I believe there's always a fun healthy alternative um, and it just means getting creative um, and enjoying it a little bit more Uh, what else have I got if I feel like it I eat it Um, this is so you would have go back to previous episodes um, anything to do with food one of the ones when I was going through my nutrition guide is I talk about this is um, uh, I've just lost where I was reading I can have anything that I want and I never deprive myself. You know that I don't do that. Um, the, the difference in my approach is everything in small amounts to enjoy the experience of it so it keeps my brain happy. This is a massive one, particularly around chocolate. I love chocolate. I love sweets. Um, but the biggest thing is I've converted all of my sweets, all of the sugar intake that I have into really good quality ingredients. So if I'm going to have a dessert, I'll have a really good quality one. Um, if I'm going to have chocolate, I, I eat a really good quality one, but I don't eat the full block. I just have a couple of rows and then I'm happy. Um, yeah, so go back and listen to previous episodes if you want to hear more on that. Weekends, this is a massive one and you may really resonate with it. It is weekends are not for binge eating. I used to think weekends was one whole big excuse to scoff my face every hour of the weekend and worry about it on Monday. And Monday would roll around. I'd wake up feeling heavy and sluggish and depressed and gross. And I was back at square one and I would use the whole week to get back on track. Friday would roll around and I'd do the same thing again. And I always hated Mondays for that because I'm like, oh God, I've got to work off all the food that I've eaten. I've got to start back at square one, but not anymore. Weekends are not for binge eating anymore. Um, So I just have fun every single day. I always put my fun foods in every single day. So I never feel like, I used to have this thing that I was only allowed to have chocolate on weekends. I was only allowed to drink wine on weekends. Like I just had these weird belief system or values. I was like, I can't do that because it's a weekday kind of thing. Well, I actually still do. I, I, I have to keep reminding myself that I don't feel that way anymore. You might be the same. Like if you grew up with parents that said you can't have sweets during the week because it's a weeknight or you can't do this because it's a weeknight. I know my parents did that a lot. It was always like, it's a school night. You can't watch a movie. My sister has that belief. (laughs) She can't watch a movie during the week still as an adult because when we were younger, it wasn't the thing to do. We didn't watch movies during the week because it was a school night and she still has that. Her husband will say, do you want to watch a movie? And she's like, I can't do that. It's a school night. Um, anyway, so you might have a belief that has been passed down from your parents around food. And it's really good to take a step back and keep reminding yourself that it's up to you now. You create your own beliefs. You create your own decisions. You create everything. It, you are the start of it. You are the, the, the start and the end of the decisions you make. Um, but it is very hard if you grew up around rules around food. Um, it is very hard to break. And you might find that there's patterns in your, your eating. There's patterns in the way you try to stay healthy that you may, may be rooted back from when you were a child and a childhood. So 
Um, if you listen to the episode about journaling, you might want to actually journal out on that one of your belief systems around food. Like, literally start at the top of your journal and say, what I believe about food, I believe dot, 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 and let your pen go. And then you'll realize, holy shit. Um, I hope you're not listening with kids around. Sorry. Um, you'll be like, oh my goodness, I believe that. And I didn't even realize it. You might have carried something from a child, from a ch- from your childhood. Um, have you ever heard someone say that um, their parents used to tell them that when the ice cream tr- truck went past, um, it means that there's no ice cream left. So you might go through your whole childhood believing that and then even as an adult not that we really have ice cream trucks around these days but you might hear an ice cream truck and you automatically go oh there's no ice cream left because you were just you were just brought up with it it's it's very similar anyway I am really really going off track here another big one is limit dairy and gluten Um, I've also talked about this a lot a lot I know my body runs best when I limit keyword limit these two doesn't mean I don't eat them I only eat them in small amounts and I balance it out each day. So again, that just becomes natural for me if I think about it and cast back and go, oh, well, I've already had that dairy or I've already had that full cream latte this morning. I'm not going to go and eat a whole bunch load of yogurt and cheese and other milks today. Um, I just balance it out. That's actually a massive one. And I, I do that without even thinking. Wine or dessert, never both. It's overindulgent and you can't have it all all at once. If you listen back to other episodes, um, you will know that, yeah, I usually only choose one. And again, certain circumstances absolutely have both. Oh my goodness. If you're at a wedding or if you're at an event or you're having fun and you're letting your hair down, then freaking hell, have both of them. But um, usually I would choose one or the other. My wine is my dessert and I, I do have wine during the week. Going back to the belief about the weeknights. Um, and, but yeah, I just don't go overboard. I don't, I don't do both of them. I think it's overindulgent and, you know, just balance it out. Have wine one night and then dessert the other. And then going back to another reference that I made is only have it in small amounts. Everything in small amounts is a okay in my books. You have to enjoy it. Your brain has to be happy. Two coffee maximum per day. I've actually pulled it down to one at the moment, and I will explain why. Um, like I said, I wrote this probably about six months ago, I reckon. Two coffees. That would usually, actually, I would never do two strong coffees a day. That's always been the case. I would do one strong coffee. I do a percolated coffee in the morning. Um, and then I would have a decaf in the afternoon. Sometimes I would have had a um, an instant coffee like later on in the day, but I was found I found like it was too much on my nervous system. It made me jittery. It made me anxious. It just I could feel it in my body. It wasn't it wasn't nice. But I like the experience of coffee. So I'll have like a really beautiful coffee in the morning and I enjoy every sip of it. But then if I feel like another one throughout the day, I'll have like a nut milk or something. So I'm not doubling up on dairy, but I'll have a decaf. Um, and again, I found a really good quality one of those and it's delicious. So balance out meals throughout the week and always choose quality over quantity. Um, I mainly eat chicken, fish, and I limit my, my red meat to once or twice a week. Red meat can be very hard on your digestive system, um, to be processing it all the time. Uh, so yeah, I, I stick to mainly the chicken, um, fish, And then I also do some meat-free ones as well. So really just balance it out throughout the week. Uh, Continuing on, I eat organic where I can. Again, listen out to 
the episode next week. Um, I'm hoping to get it on next week, actually. It might be the week after. We'll see how we go. Um, Our bodies run like a well-oiled machine the more we reduce our toxin intake. We're ensuring we're putting less chemical. When we're ensuring we're putting less chemicals, pesticides, and preservatives into our body, the better. Even swapping a handful of products and produce can make a massive difference. Um, I'm not even going to go into this one because I could talk all day. I feel very passionately about this one. Um, as you know, <laughs> don't get me started on it. Uh, but yeah, you just know that um, that I usually, I'll always pick up something, a better quality product or food or produce um, over a whole bunch of um, conventional ones every day of the week. Um, I would do that. Um, I stick to two pieces of bread per day. Yes, I forgot about this one. I love breads as carb, breads and carbs as much as the next person, but I know my body doesn't like too much of it. I get very inflamed, actually. Sometimes I'll do a slice at lunch and another at dinner. That sounds so boring, and don't think that it's um, like don't think that that's like oh gosh, that's boring. Like how you're very restrictive there. Um, some days I don't have bread at all, but or. Um, I might have a really carb-laden breakfast and then I won't go and have freaking massive amounts of carbs in the lunch and the, the afternoon. Unless I've done a really hard workout, then I know that my body can cater for it. But if I have too many carbs, just like the next person, you get that fluid retention, you get the bloated belly, um, you get the weight gain, you get all of that. No one really needs a lot of carbohydrates unless you're running marathons. Like, let's be honest, um, you will try and find information to back what you belief. And if you can't think, but I, my body needs carbohydrates, you will find every piece of information out there to back that belief. So just know your body doesn't need it unless you were some massive, um, I used to date, this is a really random story. I used to date a guy. He was an ultra marathoner. He ran over, so ultra marathon means anything over 100 Ks. And he, and he used to do like um, like outback running, like trail running. I don't even know what you call it. Um, he would go to like travel overseas and do these crazy, crazy races. And like he obviously could eat whatever he wanted. He he had to overeat to keep his the body his body fat up because he would just like burn through it. Um, he was very good at keeping his muscle, but he would burn through a lot of his fat. So if you're doing then if you're not him. <laughs> And then you don't need all those cups. I don't know why I just went on that tangent. That is not in my notes, by the way. That just came out. <laughs> all right, where are we up to? All right, I've talked about chocolate. Quality, quality, quality. Yes. Oh, that was a whole actually um, tip in itself is I stick to organic um, chocolate and snacks. And that's a big one. I actually rolled that one into um, the other one I was talking about. So yes, really making those swaps. If you really love something, um, no matter what it is, honestly, like whatever you crave and whatever your pleasure foods are, whatever you love eating, there is always an alternative, but there's also a time and place for the actual real thing as well. If you're feeling like that real thing, then nothing else can replace it, then absolutely have that real thing. And there might be something else in your day that you can replace. So you wouldn't go out and have it all. You would choose where you're going to indulge. You would choose where you want the real thing. And then you'd kind of like tidy up and tighten things up throughout the rest of your day. That's what I was getting at with that one. I think that is it. This might be a power one again. How are we going for time? Um, oh, no, we're doing all right. When I'm talking on my own, I don't like to go for too long. So we're doing well. Uh, I am going to wrap it up there. That is our food Bible 
I'm sticking to the Bible. Uh, I hope you got so like a little bit out of that. I, I hope it made sense. I did go off on a few tangents, but I do encourage you now to whip out a bit of paper and pen and to discover what yours is, um, because those are certainly not ones that I I look at every day. I don't need it written on a bit of paper, and I also don't verbally say it out loud. Uh, it's something that's inside of me. Um, that's in my brain. And it's just like, so when someone goes to offer you something, you automatically go, oh, thank you, but no thanks, you know, I'm good. Um, or, you know, there might be another, it's just it's just this whole switching your mind around and just go, you know what, I'm allowed to have fun with my food, but these are my guidelines and I can get creative and I can get fun within these guidelines. Guidelines and rules do not need to be strict. They're not don't need to be, you know, a deprivation thing. They don't have to have negativity around it. Honestly, it's the biggest game changer. Every day, I know I wake up and I get excited because I'm going to have awesome, freaking amazing, beautiful food in my everyday, where that hasn't always been the case. I've woken up going, oh, I cannot eat anything indulgent today because I ate a whole tub of ice cream last night and I feel so freaking bloated from it. Um, yeah, that's that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, so it's all about having fun and being relaxed and just having it as your everyday. None of this going on these, you know, crazy diets or challenges or, you know, these time restricted things that um, are very, very just that restrictive no one needs that. We we want to live. We want to have fun. And that's what it's all about. All right, I'm going to wrap it up there. As always, I love hearing from you. Take a screenshot, tag me on my socials at Hayley underscore Morecambe or find me on Insta, uh, um, Facebook, Hayley Morecambe and reach out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if that's made an impact to your day or to your, your journey, um, to your beliefs. And I would love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, have a chat. I'm going to leave it there. Sending you so much love and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.